0: This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to episode 16 of Make America Grape Again. I am your host, Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk, CSW, I'm here again
1: with Elizabeth Krecker. I am not the host, but I'm enjoying being part of this podcast.
0: Yes, I'm enjoying having you here. So this bottle that we're looking at today, focusing on Vermont, was a bottle that, as I mentioned, kind of took the Twitterverse by storm. It is now sold out from the winery. We were just looking at the website from my new favorite East Coast winery. This is the 2016 Tectonic from Ayapetus Winery uh, in Vermont. And this is the geekiest and most fun wine we've imbibed on this podcast, I think, since the pretty young thing, carbonic macerated, questionable Cabernet. Yeah. You haven't heard that episode yet, but we drank a um, Cab Pfeffer. Oh. Which may or may not be an actual real varietal.
1: It actually is a real varietal. But at the
0: same time, that vineyard that this was sourced from, that was genetically tested to be uh, Grosfordot.
1: Oh, huh. So
0: it's like, is this a real grape? Is it not? But anyway, the grape is La Crescent, which is a real grape, which has a crazy, 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 and I can't emphasize the word crazy enough, genetic tree that kind of makes the one for Pinot look simple, although less inbred than the Pinot tree. La Crescent is a complex hybrid. So La Crescent Uh, which the Big Red Book says a promising and increasingly popular cold-hardy American hybrid, uh, is a complex hybrid of St. Pepin and ES-6825, which was made in 1988 by Peter Hempstead and James Luby at the University of Minnesota's Horticultural Research Center an Excelsior. ES-6825 is a Venus Riparia and Muscat of Homburg hybrid selected by Elmer Swenson who is from Oskala, Wisconsin, so it has a, a Wisconsin champion as well. Well, Crescent was selected in 1992, tested under the name MN1166, and then released to a wild uh, in 2002. So we've visited varietals in this podcast that are old as the hills almost, like a uh, and now we have a very young grape varietal that's less than 20 years old with the La Crescent, and it's already doing beautiful, fun things. The interspecific hybrid genetics are about 45% Vitis vinifera, 28% Vitis riparia, and less than 10% each of Vitis rupestris, lit- Vitis labrusca, and Vitis aestivalis. And this is fun.
1: It is, it's really fun. So why are we talking about all these hybrid grapes in Vermont? Because it's cold in Vermont. It is so cold there. It's second only to Maine as one of the coldest states and year-round temperatures. It's also stunningly beautiful with all kinds of different trees all over the mountains. It's just absolutely gorgeous. The majority of grapes grown in Vermont are French-American hybrids like La Crescent, but cool climate vinifera varieties like Riesling are also starting to show promise. But we're focusing on the hybrid grapes because they've really turned these into a specialty.
0: And it's funny because I remember when I first started reading about wine when I was 15 years old, it was like, oh, French-American hybrids produce bad wine. Hrumph, hrumph, Uh The Sauvail Blanc we had before this was beautiful, but this is...
1: Spectacular.
0: Fucking fantastic.
1: <laughs>
0: Pardon my language, but...
1: It is really spectacular. God, this is a super
0: geeky, super fun wine. So Elizabeth so- met the winemaker...
1: So this winemaker, he's the winemaker for Shelburne Vineyard, which is one of the oldest vineyards in Vermont. And um, Shelburne Vineyard grows its grapes in this lush green environment located near Lake Champlain in northern Vermont. And the current owners are a physician and his wife. And it that it's planted with cold climate grapes all from University of Minnesota. Why? Minnesota is almost as cold as Vermont and Maine. Now, there's other places that create these hybrid grapes, but those grapes aren't designed for the cold of Vermont and Maine. So, these vines are own-rooted because they're hybrids. They're not susceptible to phylloxera, and the cordons are literally six feet off the ground. So, I'm short. I'm 5'3". I'm looking up at these cordons. Wow! Yeah, it's really something else.
0: That That's tall. Yeah. So tell me a little bit of your impressions of the winemaker because I've talked to him a little bit on Twitter and and Instagram because I've been following him and, and just kind of badgering him for information.
1: Uh, he, he is the kind of guy who really appreciates sustainability. I mean, it is a big deal with him. He takes a natural take to pretty much everything, which is why this wine is made with so many natural winemaking styles. So the name Iapetus was about taking what Shelburne Vineyard has been doing for a long time and stepping it up a level with as minimal intervention as possible in the winemaking style.
0: It's also connected to uh, an ancient quirk of uh, geology of the region. And uh, one of the phrases that the, the winemakers like to use and been throwing around on Twitter is geocratic winemaking, which I think is a really cool idea. The only winemaker I could think of that can compare to him, compared to those guys in general, here in Arizona, would be James Callahan, who's also doing a lot of wild ferments uh, sort of approach wines that are phenomenal. And uh, for the record, guys, uh, I... I think you and James would get along really, really well. So if you ever get to Arizona, because I know you're listening, hello, presenting Elizabeth with this bottle because this is beautiful. Good me! I'm gushing like the schoolgirl over this wine. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> 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 so, I mean, so often I've gone to, you know, vineyards and, and done tastings. And, of course, you're tasting the wine and you're getting a little tipsy. And, it's, of course, it's delicious. And then you bring the wine home and you're like, wasn't quite as good as you remembered it. This wine is even ten times more fantastic than I remembered it, and I remembered it as being delicious. It is so delicious.
0: It's wild and funky and earthy and all these other characters. I mean it's got that classic orange wine funk, which does sound like a band name.
1: (laughs) But it's yummy. I mean this. No, by by funk I mean
0: honestly it's like the herbs that you find in a Ricola cough drop, and that's one of the reasons why I love Ricola cough drops is because they're such an intense flavorful experience with all these different herbs and characters and you get all of these herbs both on the nose and on the palate of this wine
1: and you've got orange juice and orange peels but kind of behind it you have these really light subtle flavors like maybe white cherry pink grapefruit just subtle subtle flavors almost also reminds me a little bit of like
0: fresh crushed
1: apricots Ooh, yummy
0: and i'm getting a lot of that sort of like fresh wild apricot on the palate of this wine, too, which is just really,
1: really fun. And I think this wine would pair beautifully with really strong flavors, like sardines, you know? And, and not the goofy ones you get in a can, like really yummy grilled sardines and vegetables.
0: I I could see that. I also kind of want to pair this with, um, like, Chinese food, potentially, like orange chicken. Or maybe do, like, a, some sort of, like, apricot roasted chicken or peach roasted chicken with... Scalloped potatoes.
1: Something with a lot of herbs, though. Yeah. To kind of so it's not all sweet, you know. Yeah. Kind of like the wine. It's got a lot of herbs in it.
0: Yeah. So we are lucky enough also to have a tech sheet for the Iapetus Tectonic, which is a good thing because we won't be guesswing on any of the wine production information. So again, thank you guys for winemakers that are listening. Always make a fucking tech sheet for your wines,
1: please.
0: (laughs) I love parsing wines, but sometimes I want to know whether I'm right or not. <laughs> <laughs> so this is 100% La Crescent. Uh, the vineyards uh, for this are McCabe's Brook and Mount Filo, uh Shelburne, Vermont, and Charlotte, Vermont. It's sitting at a pH of 3.57, so it's got a decent acidity to it, which we're getting with that sort of sharpness. 14% alcohol, so it's big, too, but you don't taste that bigness. It's quite elegant. So for winemaking, we have a following distemming and a gentle crushing, the grapes for this wine went into a stainless steel tank to ferment. This wine also went through malolactic fermentation, which was induced by the addition of commercial malolactic bacteria culture. Pressing was performed after a 50 day maceration on skins. For the record, the Shinola Orancia only spent 14 days on skins, which is uh, one of the orange wines in Arizona currently. I think the San Reckoner Orange Rousson spent 30 days. Um, I might have to double check my, my notes on that, but 50 days on the skins is awesome, and I wish winemakers doing orange wines that more of them would do that, because it gets this really fun character. Anyway... Uh, Three quarters of the wine was sent to neutral oak to age surly with weekly batonnage, uh, which is the stirring of the lees, for those who are super geeky about this, for three and a half months, and the other quarter was aged in stainless steel. After seven months, the lots were blended and allowed to come together prior to bottling. According to the vineyard notes, uh, while Crescent is grown on two of our three vineyard sites planted in 2008, so yeah, it was planted in 2008 McCabe's Brook and 2010 in Mount Philo. Vines are trained to the high wire system that you were talking about. Both sites have a slightly western aspect and north-south row orientation, which allow for maximum sunlight and exposure to prevailing winds. That's going to prevent rot. Soils are deep, well-drained, sandy, stony loams formed in both glacial till derived from limestone, calcerous shale, schist, and quartzite, and on sandy deltas, beaches, and terraces that are underlain by medium textured crust drying deposits. Now, as a geologist, that that soil description just fills me with fucking glee. Because <laughs> that's just like, that is the kind of information I want to know about the soils where you're growing, because that is going to influence the Tawar. And you can taste that influence on Tawar in this wine, which I love.
1: You really can. And Ethan is a total geology nerd.
0: Yeah. I, we, we've been messaging off and on on, on instagram another thing that they do is before they plant they actually soak um the vines in water that's infused with willow because that activates a growth hormone in the roots and basically activates it so they root better and they get situated quicker which i think is really cool that is really interesting Uh, i'm kind of surprised these guys aren't experimenting with uh, biodynamics but i have my own opinion on biodynamic farming that i think it's like much of what goes on in sedona a load of woo-woo By and large, I mean, there might be some things to it, but I I don't see a major difference in biodynamic viticultural growing than not. But, you know, be angry with me if you want. But that's just my opinion. Um, Wild fermented, too, which is awesome, and unfined and unfiltered. So it's cloudy. It's like, almost like apricot juice or orange juice with no pulp looking at. But it's also lots of transparency. It's, I love this wine.
1: I could drink this wine all day long.
0: Mm. it almost makes me think almost too of like um an orange juice mimosa like the this wine tastes like the platonic ideal of a mimosa Mm -hmm. without the fizz
1: without the fizz and with more flavor yes this is like a mimosa but better Mm -hmm. (laughs) in all
0: honesty (laughs) yeah this wine is is making me very very happy
1: Well, I love the name Iapetus. Did I say that right? So there's two pronunciations.
0: uh, uh, Iapetus and Iapetus. Kind of depending on uh, which dialect of Greek you're going for. So the Iapetus Sea used to cover this area of Vermont uh, way, way back when.
1: It was an ancient ocean.
0: Yeah. And I love that they're naming a label in conjunction with the ancient roots of the landscape. It would be like... An Arizona wine in the Fruity Valley calling itself uh, Costa Pedregosa. And I think that that would be a fun thing to do in Arizona, too, but that's just me rambling. (laughs) So this is already going to be the longest episode, um, because it's it's such a fun wine to talk about, and I don't want to finish the glass.
1: (laughs) Uh, It was a fun wine to talk about, and it was truly a delicious glass. So I'm going to read
0: the label before we close off. Tectonic. I love the name, too. Over 400 million years ago, the ancient Iapetus Ocean covered present-day Lake Champlain. Since then, powerful geologic forces have shaped the landscape we've come to work and understand as wine growers. At Shelburne Vineyards, our grape grow amidst the history of these ancient influences. But we also recognize the equally subtle impact on our own hearts and hands, uh, Have in raising wine. Iapetus represents a strong sense of place, rooted in respect for the land, while honoring minimalism in the winery. So this is, I think, one of my new favorite orange wines. But uh, until next time, uh, we're going to Make America Grape Again. Next up, we're going to explore a different type of wine entirely. Something that uh, may leave you feeling a little blue. Make America Grape Again. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast. Sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at Podcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at at theazwinemonk, or on Twitter at cvburkett. Be sure to also check out our website, Podcast.com.
1: I am Elizabeth Krecker with the fabulous photographer Janelle Bonifield. I am writer of the soon-to-be-published Arizona Wine, the vineyards, wineries, and winemakers of the Grand Canyon State. You can find out more about my travels in the wine world at grapeexploration.com.